And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report. It's 5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right. Uh, welcome in, everybody. Nice to have you with us. Great P-Man here with you on this uh, gorgeous uh, Tuesday. And uh, the first day of August, that means everything is uh, kicking in as far as uh, it goes with uh, with pirate football and the football season getting underway. It's funny uh, going through a lot of stuff today, talking with uh, people about uh, – Stuff that I've got lined up uh, coming up in the fall and football and football-related programming and uh, how we're going to cover this, how we're going to cover that. It's all very exciting, and uh, football is here in August, obviously, represents that. So uh, camp is open for the ECU Pirates. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, camp has already been going underway for uh, the NFL, and uh, the great Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network will uh, hop on the line with us in about uh, 20 minutes or so, and uh, we'll get the latest out of Spartanburg, South Carolina, uh, for uh, the Panthers and Zoke, and uh, just his thoughts on uh, some things going uh, out of the NFL uh, training camp season and the start of the new uh, season uh, for the NFL. In fact, the first game, I think it's uh, the Browns of uh, Clark Willis, the Cleveland native, against, uh, it is, it is the Browns against the Jets. I think it's the Hall of Fame game this weekend. So we're only going to see for a few minutes the starting quarterbacks in that one, if we even see them at all. So uh, that that is uh, going on this weekend. So it starts. We get at least we have some kind of football. So that'll be exciting. All right. Uh, nice to have you along uh, today. Uh, we also are going to have uh, some comments from this morning on Talk of the Town. Andrew Schmidt, President and CEO of the Greenville Pitt County. Uh, CVB, Convention of Visitors Bureau, and uh, uh, obviously we've got the Softball World Series, Little League Softball World Series coming uh, back to Elm Street and Greenville. In fact, that uh, area of Elm Street is going to be shut down uh, pretty well, uh, if it's not already all week, uh, and uh, for the next couple of weeks as well. So if you uh, take Elm Street between uh, 10th and 14th, you probably uh, know this already, but you probably need to avoid that area for the next uh, week and a half, I would say, for sure, uh, at least through the 13th, uh, avoid uh, all of that. We also have uh, coming up uh, later on in the week, uh, Jenny Dalton Hill will be with us. You talk about, uh, like, all-time greats in their sport. In college softball, that was Jenny Dalton Hill. She was amazing. Uh, I've worked with Jenny uh, over the years on some uh, softball games for ESPN, and uh, she's fantastic. Uh, and she's going to be in Greenville uh, during the tournament calling that uh, for uh, ESPN. So uh, we're going to talk to her Thursday and uh, look forward to uh, talking to her about the event and uh, some other things going on because uh, Jenny is uh, pretty in tune with what's happening in the world of uh, college athletics and just college softball as well. All right, uh, so uh, we mentioned that we have – for you, some uh, things to talk about as far as ECU goes. So let's play our Pirate Report Open, and we'll get right to it. 
And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Okay, uh, ECU Women's Basketball just uh, announcing last week that they are going to play South Carolina in a home game in late December. Well, they now know the field, or their opponents in the field, for the uh, Baja Mar uh, championship they'll be playing in in Nassau and the Bahamas. By the way, if we need, if, if I'm just going to put this out there now. If you need someone to, to cover, you have to hold a cell phone and do the commentary. I'll, I'll go call the game for the radio. Happy to do it. I'll go to the Bahamas in uh, November and, and knock it out. I'll, I'll be thrilled to do it. It'll be my honor. Just get me there. I'll, I'll, I'll dial, dial you on the self. I might take a roadcaster, and we'll, we'll make it sound really fancy. How about that? Uh, but uh, that is going on. The uh, Bahamar Pink Flamingo Championship, uh, the Pirates will face Ohio State on November 20th. And uh, they will take on Seton Hall on November 22nd to conclude this invitational event. Uh, Seton Hall was 19 and 15 last year. The Buckeyes uh, made it to the Elite Eight. So that's two Elite Eight teams that Kim McNeil has got on her schedule uh, heading into uh, next season already. Pretty amazing stuff. Uh, we've got uh, ECU training camp uh, starting, fall camp starting, preseason camp starting, however you want to phrase it. And uh, we are going to have uh, comments tomorrow from Mike Houston after the first day uh, of uh, that practice opening up. We're going to have uh, comments from Coach Houston tomorrow here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, Stephen Igo has a great article uh, up about the five things that he's looking for with the uh, – for the, the camp about to start. A, a couple things that I think are, and Stephen, listen, I don't know if there are any particular order, one through five, but uh, one of the things he talked about was special teams, and I think that's one of the big areas we've probably not talked about enough, but I believe that's an area with East Carolina where, as we look at it, that's an area that Mike Houston's addressed through the transfer portal. And so we'll see how all of that shapes up. Luke Larson's going to have... A, uh, a battle with a Mississippi, a Mississippi State transfer. Uh, the kick returner spot has, uh, uh, you know, someone new in that to compete, uh, Jerry Rice from VMI. And, uh, you know, Andrew Conrad's also got uh, somebody to push him to. So we've got spots in that uh area that was a little deficient last year with competition, and that will at least uh, sharpen, as they say, iron sharpens iron. Uh, obviously, we're going to see what happens with uh, Mesa Garcia. I think this is Garcia's uh, job to lose, in a sense. I know Alex Flynn's going to push him. They're going to have it as a competition, and Flynn's very competent. If Flynn had to be pressed into duty, Flynn is not going to uh, kill you, it doesn't appear. But both guys are unproven. There's not a lot of experience, and I think you've got to give Garcia as much game-like reps as you possibly can. He looks fantastic. Uh, he looks uh, leaner yet stronger, and uh, let's see what happens. He also went to the Manning Passing Academy, and that's a huge deal. Holt Naylor's game went to a new level when he went to the Manning Passing Academy uh, last summer, and I think what we saw out of Holton were some of the things he actually took 
from the Manning Passing Academy. He even has said as much when we talked to him at various points last year. Uh, the right tackle spot, Walter uh, Stribling, and then Owen Murphy, who's the transfer from Akron, didn't play a lot last year, but has started. Both guys have uh, some experience. They've been in college weight programs. So that right tackle spot is going to be uh, addressed in camp. They brought in a transfer for the left tackle spot. Uh, obviously, in the secondary, there's a lot of talent, some transfers, some uh, first-year guys, including the highest recruit in Pirate uh, history, and Antoine Jackson out of Florida, you know, based on stars. And uh, then you got what will happen with the running back situation and the receiver situation. But as far as the running backs go, Rajay Harris. What happens with Rajay uh, as far as that goes, uh, because uh, a healthy a healthy and productive Roger Harris is a good deal for the Pirates, especially after Keaton Mitchell uh, has left the uh, fold. Uh, the Pac-12 uh, continues to be kind of in the headlines here today. Uh, as we mentioned yesterday, they are uh, the Pac-9 after this season because uh, you've got, uh, you've got uh, Colorado – leaving to go back to the Big 12. Uh, word today that, uh, I guess, Apple TV presented something uh, to the Big uh, Pac-12? is Because right now they have no media rights deal past this season. And uh, they've got to get something in place. Apple TV, excuse me, um, Apple TV apparently presented them today with uh, the stakeholders in the Pac-12 with what would basically be a presentation to, to move your games there. And uh, with the Pac-12 in that presentation, nothing was decided, nothing was uh, signed. And, uh, you know, there, there are a lot in the meetings today, the Washington State AD uh, or, or a member actually of their uh, – uh, board of directors in the conference, uh, the AD at Washington State, basic or the uh, the, the president chair, uh, Washington State, basically said that Washington State can't build a budget off projections. So there's a lot of heat and a lot of things right now that are going into this, and uh, we will see what uh, ends up uh, happening. Uh, always anonymous text line, something about Lake Christie today. Yes. Uh, glad that was brought up, too. We, I don't think we mentioned it yesterday. If we did, it was in the report. Uh, track and field released their, uh, or cross-country released their schedule yesterday. I think Pilkington had it in the update. I'm not sure because I, I stepped away for part of his update yesterday. But uh, the cross-country team is going to have their annual pirate meet there that they do their regular season meet, the pirate invite. Uh, but they're also going to have uh, the AAC championships at Lake Christie. Uh, so that is uh, coming up. But back to the Pac-12, obviously, um, this is going to be interesting. Now, from what I understand, the Apple TV presentation had a tiered system in place for your payout. It was based on the uh, amount of you know subscribers that would come from your fan base, I guess. And uh, that's where the projection part uh, comes in. So there's some real uh, nervous folks right now about uh, the Pac-12. As we mentioned yesterday, SMU, Rice, Memphis, possibly UAB now has apparently been linked uh, in, in some conversations. 
uh, Tulane and then USF uh, are among those that have joined San Diego State, UNLV, uh, maybe Boise State. Fresno is trying to get into the uh, to the Pac-12. Uh, look, Apple's got plenty of money, so maybe this is just the first, uh, you know, back and forth in a back and forth negotiation. So you would think Apple would be in a position monetarily to pay some guaranteed money. Apple, of course, realizes that the Pac-12 right now has nowhere to go uh, as far as TV goes. So uh, that is uh, the very latest in the news roundup today. We're going to have more on the uh, Little League Softball World Series coming to Greenville. We'll have that audio for you from this morning on the TOT. And we're going to have uh, Jim Zoki when we get back right after this. Uh, Panthers made some big moves yesterday. We'll get the temperature uh, at camp and uh, some of the things that have been said uh, by Young and some of the other Panthers uh, so far in uh, camp in Spartanburg. So a break, and we'll come back, and the great Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network will join us right here after this. I always listen. Check out the Adam Gold Show. Now, weekdays from 1 to 3 on 94.3 The Game. Download the app. Stick around. The P-Man returns in minutes. Hi, I'm Marcy Bailey. And at Bailey's Fine Jewelry, we understand your concerns when it comes to buying an engagement ring. Am I paying too much? Am I getting a quality diamond? Will she love the ring? Rest assured, we prioritize your happiness as much as the exquisite diamonds we offer. That's why we provide unparalleled guarantees to give you peace of mind. First of all, we offer an incredible 30-day money-back guarantee. Secondly, with our unique 100-day price protection, we promise you'll get the best price, quality, and value. But if you find a better offer, we'll match it and give you 10% of the difference. But we don't stop there. We also offer an unprecedented lifetime diamond guarantee. It's our way of giving you confidence throughout all of your cherished moments. We've been locally owned since 1948 and voted the best jeweler year after year. At Bailey's, we're not just selling jewelry. We're providing a legacy of trust. We invite you to shop with us and experience the difference. My daughter Ava is three years old, and she's been at Children's World since she was about six months. She calls it camp because that's what it feels like to her. She gets to learn, but she also gets to play, like really play. She gets to be a kid. Ava absolutely loves Children's World, and I love the peace of mind it brings me. Not just the safety of the campus, but the amount of work and dedication that goes into things like development, communication, nutrition, and activity. When she turns five, she'll definitely attend Walton Academy, which is part of Children's World. It's the same amazing people. Best of all, the values are the same. This isn't the traditional style of teaching. It focuses on the whole child and places a greater value on the process of learning. You know, when I was growing up, I got an education, but Ava, she's getting knowledge, confidence, problem-solving skills, an entire learning experience that's centered on her. That means everything to me. Building minds with a creative and engaging curriculum. Children's World Learning Center and Walton Academy, Greenville. Children's World and Walton Academy. It's never too late to improve your smile. Crooked teeth can be hard to clean and can make you self-conscious about your smile. Live a life with a healthy mouth and that beautiful smile you've always dreamed of. Doctors Bowman, Paget, and Associates 
wants you to go wireless this August for National Align Your Teeth Day. Invisalign can help you discreetly get the smile you've always wanted through the use of clear aligners. Go wireless with one of Greenville's top Invisalign providers to celebrate National Align Your Teeth Day. Doctors Bowman, Paget, and Associates will be celebrating National Align Your Teeth Day with incredible pricing and special payment options to give you the smile you've always wanted. Go online to bowmanpageant.com or call 252-752-1111 and schedule your free consultation today. Limited appointments will be available on Thursday, August 10th only for National Align Your Teeth Day. Go wireless with Doctors Bowman, Paget and Associates and be confident in your smile. Sometimes you just don't know if you want to kiss him or slap him. Either way, he'd probably like it. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, IBX Media app. Telling somebody about it today. That's where you can uh, download uh, it on Google Play or the App Store, and then you're two clicks away from your favorite IBX Media station, including this one right here. You serious, Also... Yes, I am. Also, uh, it is uh, one you can listen to 107.9 WNCT on, uh, Talk 103.7, which is the uh, Marconi-nominated station of the year. Woo! And uh, you've also got 96.3 and uh, Oldies 94.1, so you can uh, do that. You can also get the archival broadcasts, both in podcast and video form of uh, this show and all of our other shows. You can also check out uh, the live stream. So two clicks. You're there. We got the live video stream, got the live audio stream, the whole nine, as they say, the A to the Z. Uh, let's go now to uh, Charlotte or maybe Spartanburg or somewhere in between. He could be in a car. We'll find out. The great Jim Zoki, WBT Hall of Famer. We ain't messing around. And uh, Panther Radio Network's affable host and announcer is with us here on the Patrick Johnson Show the first appearance of the football season, August 1. Zoke, how goes it? 838, big week in Greenville. This is the third year that the uh, Little League World Series softball tournament will be Well, let me know when we get Zoke on the phone, and uh, we will uh, we'll talk to him. Uh, Jim Zoki coming up here in, uh, in just a, a little bit. So, yeah, there we go. Um, we'll see. We're waiting. One sec. Okay. Uh, anyway, that is uh, what is going on there. A uh, couple of other little house cleaning uh, notes. Brian Mould tomorrow on the show. Of course, uh, the final event of the PGA season before you get into the playoffs is coming up, and that's the final regular season event, and that is the Wyndham Open, the old GGO, played at Sedgefield. I uh, was uh, seeing something today that a, a friend put down. They were flying back from somewhere. Uh, it's, it's a lady and her husband's a pilot. And they landed at the uh, Greensboro Airport, and they landed their plane beside all of the jets that the PGA guys had brought in, the private jets and all that, uh, to uh, to get in and uh, and play this week. So that's going on there. Brian Mole will handicap all that for us tomorrow, and uh, they're only taking seventy for the playoff this year, which uh, makes it even more uh, tense and intense. Uh, also, we've got uh, coming up. Uh, for you uh, on Thursday, as we mentioned, Jenny Dalton Hill will be uh, with us on the Patrick Johnson show. All right, Clarkster, do we have the Zoke? Uh, yep. Oh, voice voicemail. voicemail. Okay. All right. 
Well, give Zoke a call now and uh, just keep trying him and let me know when we uh, get him because uh, we are uh, scheduled to get Zoki here at uh, this time. So uh, we'll, we'll try him, and if we need to grab a break uh, to do that, just uh, tell me and, uh, and let me know. The Pac-12 thing is interesting because, again, you're dealing with um, a situation where it is one of the uh, so-called P5s, and right now they're probably in as much limbo as anybody. The two bells of the ball in that conference, the most desirable to UCLA and USC leaving. Colorado, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to venture to guess how desirable having Colorado in there is, but I think it uh, is a big deal that Colorado's involved because uh, that is uh, right now keeps you at uh, that number of 10. But uh, with them splitting to go to the Big 12, we're, frankly, they're probably a much better fit ge- geographically. Uh, that is that is a good thing uh, for Colorado and uh, could be a bad thing for, for the Pac-12 here. All right, we got Jim Zoki on the line with us uh, here. Uh, Zoki is uh, with us on the phone, Panthers Radio Network, WBT Hall of Famer. The, the bad news is, Zoki, I gave you a really good intro a moment ago before I had to vamp. And I uh, it. I, I, I'm not, not going to repeat that life. intro. Well, I wish you would so I could hear it. I actually am talking to you on my Apple Watch because somewhere in my house is my phone, but I don't know exactly where. Okay. Well, that's all right. You, it, it, it doesn't sound bad. There's a little CB radio quality, but it's fine. I think it's fine. I think it's pretty impressive that you're on the Apple Watch talking, to be honest. Breaker, breaker, well, buddy. Can you hear me on the CB radio? <laughs> <laughs> We've got a convoy. What have the Zokies been doing all summer? Well, let me tell you, Patrick, we've had uh, quite the summer. We went to Turks and Caicos about a month ago, what? which I've not been to before. We Googled. Uh, we weren't. We didn't know where we wanted to go, but we wanted to go somewhere like a beach. So I literally Googled best beaches, and that one kept coming up, Grace Bay in Turks and Caicos. And so that's where we landed. I would highly recommend it to anybody else who's thinking about going there. Can't mess with money, as we say back home, and uh, that is Jim Zoki for you. Big star, Panthers. Travel Radio points. Yeah. Travel points go a long way. Well, no, they do, and uh, and that's why you're able to save all your money and spend them on things like pina coladas, I'm sure, when you were uh, down there. <laughs> all right, the great Jim Zoki is with us, <laughs> with us here. Uh, so, Zoke, let me ask you uh, a couple of things. What's the uh, What's the mood in training camp? right now for the Panthers? Well, the mood is great. I tell you, it's, um, you know, with Frank Reich and everything you expect from a, a guy who's been a head coach in this league before, it's a real professional coaching staff. When they're out on the field, there's no wasted time or effort. I mean, everything is planned precisely. Um, it's, a, it's, very, it's a very professionally put-together practice when you're out there. It's just really crisp. Things get accomplished. They get off the field. I think they went 90 minutes today. So when it's hot out, he doesn't leave the guy stranded out there doing two and a half hours, all that kind of stuff. So they get their work done, and they're making progress. And it just uh, to me, it just you know has that feel of a pro football organization out there. And uh, won't compare it to anything directly from the past, but it just has that feel on its own. Well, you've been around the highs and the lows. Does this feel like uh, a pretty? Uh, the way I'm, I'm hearing you say it, it, it feels like it's a group that's pretty buttoned up. And uh, yeah, absolutely. That, uh, 
yeah, and when you've been around that kind of uh, camp, usually it probably means uh, at least a season where things are going in the right direction or a good season. So, I mean, is it reminiscent of, of some of those years? Not saying it's going to be that kind of year, but just reminiscent of when the Panthers have been hitting on all cylinders. Is it reminiscent of that in a way? Yeah, I mean, as you said, there, the ups and downs are going to happen. With the, you got a rookie quarterback. All the skill position starters are different. Uh, new defense, obviously a lot of coaching staff that's different. So I think Frank summed it up the best the other day, Frank Reich, when he said, as far as expectations and that word goes, you know, the expectation is that they keep making progress and they keep getting better. And he said, we've got a good team, it, it, but it could always get incrementally better and better, of course. And so I think, you know, as opposed to putting a number on it out of how many games out of 17 you win or are you going to win the – people keep asking, you know, what do you think about the NFC South? Well, how is he supposed to talk about Atlanta, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay? He's just focused on Carolina. We all know it's not the toughest division, so that makes it something where they here in uh, in year. Uh, but, again, that's a number that they'll just see as the season and the months uh, mount, and you stack them, and, and moving forward we'll see. But they mainly need to, you know, get Bryce Young up and ready – Get him in to be a yeah. NFL starting quarterback, put the pieces around him and see where it, where it ends up. Bryce Young, I think it was revealed today by him in his press conference that he was a DoorDash driver his first year at Alabama. How about that? Yes. Yeah, he, um, you know, he said this was pre NIL, so uh, coming out of COVID, <laughs> he would put on a mask and he would do some DoorDash deliveries, leave it on the front porch. So he never actually had contact with anybody as a delivery, and he had a mask uh-huh. on. And he said, okay. again, this obviously made some good money in NIL after that. But he uh, he definitely uh, did some DoorDash at, at Bama, making a little bit of extra money on the side. And uh, that's I love hearing that. It's like that kind of a classic college student. Here's the quarterback of the football team out there delivering DoorDash, making a few extra bucks. And his parents have been out of practice every day. So it just has this family feel, almost like high school football, having parents out there at practice watching their son, the starting quarterback in the NFL, out there at training camp. The great Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network, is with us. With Bryce Young, uh, how how what's the feel on him grasping the offense and his grasp on you know being an NFL quarterback and and, and dealing with all the things you have to deal with in that position? I guess you know the, the best indicator is his teammates and, and the coaches who talk about him, and you know he got veteran guys around him. We mentioned how young he is, but I mean there's a lot of veteran guys on this offense who've been around the league for a while, and Frank Reich. You know, his coach, you know, guys that are Pro Bowl, Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame. And so he's working with a rookie quarterback. I actually interviewed Frank after practice today. I said, how is he? It's been great. I mean, he's, he's a smart kid. He learns stuff. He picks it up quickly. And then he's, he's able to execute, you know, beyond just the, the intelligence and all that. I mean, the ball comes out quickly. He's got a good arm. He's got an NFL arm, no doubt about that. And he's got good accuracy. So, again, we'll, we'll start translating once we get in that first preseason game uh, next weekend against the Jets. Uh, but for now, as far as the amount of that's been asked of him going through OTAs and now about a week or so of training camp, I mean, he's he's checked all the boxes. So it's just a matter of keep, keep taking those steps and uh, see how he does once we get into some of these games as far as what the progress looks like. We're talking to uh, Jim Zoki here. So, Zoke, the uh, Panthers adding some uh... – Defensive depth yesterday, uh, a return to the uh, NFC South uh, for uh, former Falcons backer Deion Jones, uh, played in Cleveland last season. Obviously, that's going to provide some depth at the inside uh, linebacker spot, spelling uh, 
Thompson and Luvu. So uh, that is someone who has been productive in the league, uh, has been a pro, a, a pro Bowl guy uh, with, during his time in Atlanta, and uh, brings, again, kind of that guy that knows the ropes of, of the league, and you, you're bringing in a guy with some experience who's a professional. Yeah, and this is you know this is just a good veteran depth move. Uh, you know, Deion Jones, as you said in the past, has, has been a Pro Bowl player. Uh, his best year was actually his second year in the league with Atlanta. He had some really strong years there, and uh, it was hurt at the start of last season for Atlanta. That's why, uh, in part, Cleveland had some injuries and made the move to get uh, Jones as a rental for part of the season in Cleveland last year. But again, adds behind what they have of what you mentioned with uh, Shaq and with Frankie Lubu. I think with Frankie Lubu. We talk about Jeremy Chin being a chess piece. You know, I think Lubu could be that guy that, you know, also could play outside linebackers. So there could be, you know, certain packages and situations where you put uh, somebody like Deion Jones there in the middle and, uh, and let Frankie maybe do something at outside linebacker in this 3-4 defense. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, obviously when you have a veteran guy like that, they're a little bit more plug and play. There's not a whole lot of learning that goes on. A lot of these defenses are, Similar, uh, not exact, but similar in a lot of ways. So I think someone like that is an easy add uh, into the defensive mix. Uh, also yesterday, uh, LeBron Ray picked up along the defensive line, Nick Thurman. Uh, you're talking two specimens, two guys that are uh, big. In the, in the case of Ray, kind of a tall nose guard. Uh, and uh, then you've got... Uh, You've got Thurman, who uh, both guys, I guess, have spent time as Patriots. So, again, they've been in probably one of the better programs in professional football. Yeah, and we'll see. So, I mean, they started this, you know, a year or two ago where they just do the one big cut down at the end. Uh, that, you know, there's going to be other players on other rosters right now. they got their eye on that. Also, be, could be coming in and out of here. But, you know, in that middle of that 3-4 defensive line, they bring in somebody like Shai Tuttle who's got a lot of experience. We also saw last year how big Marquand McCall is. So he brings some of that, Bravian Roy. So they've got some stout guys in there. And uh, this is enabled in the 3-4 set for Derek Brown to be uh, on the on the edge of that 3 of the 3-4. So that has been a problem for offensive linemen in practice so far as them dealing with Derek Brown. And I think he's going to really shine in this defense. Um, and Zoka... As far as anybody banged up, any injuries, anything like that, uh, out of out of practice, I guess maybe C.J. Henderson was a little nicked up out of yesterday or, or something. Any update on that? Yeah, he had a groin injury yesterday. It doesn't sound like it's something severe, but it was enough to keep him out of practice today, and we'll see moving forward. They have Fan Fest at uh, Bank of America Stadium, Uptown Charlotte, tomorrow night after the practice they had today. Then they'll be off on Thursday, then get back at it in Spartanburg on Friday. So I, I assume he won't be in the practice tomorrow. So, again, with a veteran guy like that, he actually played well. He had two picks in the first two practices, uh, and this is a guy on a one-year deal. And so behind Dante Jackson and J.C. Horn, I mean, it's, it's vital that he step up and have a good season, not only for the Panthers, but for himself. Uh, so he's motivated, and he looks like he's adapted well to this defense. He was actually one of the early stories. So too bad he had the injury here, but, again, it doesn't look like anything – that should cost him a ton of time, and uh, he could be poised to, to make a leap up. I mean, this was a top-ten pick by Jacksonville a couple of years ago, and the Panthers traded a third-round pick to get him. So they would love to see that payoff happen here with the new defensive coordinator. Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network. Uh, let's talk a couple things around the league here. Um, you 
Uh, mentioned the Jets and the Panthers. That'll be the Panthers' preseason opener, and uh, the Jets are opening things this uh, weekend, Hall of Fame game, I believe. So uh, I, I don't know if you're going to really see anything that'll tell you anything, but the, but the Jets will have had at least a game under their belt when they play the, the Panthers. And will we see Aaron Rodgers in this first game? Because it is the big nationally televised deal. So you think a, a couple plays, maybe a series? Seriously doubt it. Um, I think, um, you know, Cleveland's already said they're going, I think, with their third and fourth string quarterbacks for this first game. Right. I, I saw that earlier today. So I, because it's an extra game for these teams, um, I, I don't think you will. You probably would see them in the next game. I, this is why the coaches love these joint practice sessions. So heading into this first preseason game, of course, in Spartanburg, uh, next week on Wednesday and Thursday will be the two days of joint practice sessions with the Jets. And the coaches love that on both sides. Uh, it's become the thing that kind of replaces a lot of work for starters in the preseason is, you know, here you get controlled, scripted scenarios of what you're going to do in the practice setting and a lot less of a roll of the dice of uh, what could happen out there. Of course, anytime you're on the field, you could suffer an injury, but this is more of a controlled situation. So we'll right. see them, I'm sure, doing plenty of work uh, when they're down here for the joint practice sessions next week. But uh, I don't think he'll play in this game. Uh, but uh, I, I would expect we would see him in that Panthers preseason game uh, against the Jets coming out of that joint practice session. But, again, there, too, if Aaron Rodgers, we may not. Uh, but because he's with a right, new team, right. you would think maybe a series, like one series, something like that. Uh, so I would think that's at least a possibility. So, Zoke, let me ask you this. If you have a chance to ask Aaron Rodgers a question next week, will you ask him about the uh, dark retreat? <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to say if you are going to leave it open-ended, but that was going to be my answer. It's like, Aaron, four days in the cave. Why? You could have just turned the lights off and closed the blinds at home, but you spent all that money. <laughs> and he looks really gaunt. Have you seen him in the Jets uniform? Like the the pictures they send out, his arms look really skinny. So I feel like he's he's dropped a lot of weight. I mean, I know he dropped thirty five million dollars taking a pay cut right. to help uh, them recruit more players, but I feel like he's also given up uh, a lot of uh, you know muscle weight. That cash isn't weighing him down anymore. That's what it is, Zoke. That cash didn't wing. You you could say, Aaron, why the cave when you could have gone to Turks and Caicos? And then there you go. That's what you could. Uh, that's what you could roll out there on him. A little flex. Yeah, completely there, different. Completely different though. If he was looking for the dark and uh, seclusion, that would not be the place to send him. <laughs> so the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to, uh, it appears, make some. Uh, renovations to their station uh, stadium. It's going to be the stadium of the future, they say down there. Uh, you obviously know what it's like to not play in your ultimate home uh, stadium. Panthers played a year in Clemson, in Death Valley. Uh, they've talked about Orlando, the Camping World Stadium there, which has hosted the Pro Bowl, host bowl, host bowl game. So that, that could be a natural fit. They've done a lot to improve that uh, area around that stadium from the time I was living there a decade ago. And then uh, the, uh, the, the the Daytona International Speedway has been reported as a possibility. How about that? So w- w- would you love in 26 and 27 for the Panthers to maybe be playing the Jags and call the game from turn four or something? That would be outstanding. We actually do have a game in Jacksonville on uh, uh, New Year's Eve this year, December 31st. But as far as the future goes, yeah, it'd be fun. We've had a couple. You know, when Minnesota built their stadium, we had a game 
It was the coldest game I think the Panthers have ever played. At least it felt like the coldest game, even beyond Green Bay. was playing in the outdoor stadium of uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers, and, and I believe that actually, you know, by temperature was the coldest game that they ever had was there. And after Hurricane Katrina, we were down in New Orleans, and, of course, the Superdome was unavailable, so we played the Saints at uh, at LSU in Death Valley one time. So we've had some of that uh, happen uh, through the years. We play in kind of off venues like that. So, yeah, and by the way, to go way back in time when there was uh, a competition about who would be the first owner of the team, of course, it was Jerry Richardson. There was talk that, you know, Humpy Wheeler and, and the group and uh, Bruton Smith, I should say, at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yeah. Uh, they talked about, you know, they could play while they're building a stadium at Charlotte Motor Speedway. So that idea was uh, was broached here by playing NFL football uh, within the confines of a racetrack. I think it'd be cool. I don't know if it's sustainable, and I don't know if it's if it could be a one-off thing. I just wonder. Yeah, you know, I mean, but Daytona's a little closer than than Orlando is. I just I think that would be very, and it's kind of a shame for the Jags because they seem to be finally getting a little momentum. There will be a little less apathy towards them. And they're going to basically freeze out their fans for the better part of two years. Of course, they're going to London this year for like a month or whatever. So I guess, you know, they're used to it down there. Yeah, they are a team that, as you said, it's like they've not had overall great success when you look at the body of their work coming into the league the same year the Panthers did 28 years ago. And now that uh, they've got a good coaching staff there and they've got, you know, they got Lawrence playing the way he should. Um, I think the fact that they're, they're going to kind of mess around with that chemistry is kind of not the best timing. I get the big picture. At some point, if you're going to build it, you got to build it, and it happens when it happens. But uh, the football finally got good, and they made the playoffs last year. So uh, we'll see for them. I'm not worried about them having a great season. Like you said, they, they do spend a lot of time over. They're one of those teams that goes to London constantly and gives up a home game for that cash. Uh, the great Jim Zoki, WBT Hall of Famer, Panthers Radio Network. Uh, Zoe, can we catch up with you next week? Get a little primer on the preseason opener. Can we can we work that out? We can uh, we can do this every week. And also, um, I think uh, by then I will have found my phone once again. I won't have to do it on my Apple Watch. Two things just happened there. I think this was more of the Shatner esque pause from Zoki to build the drama, or I was thinking he's going to say no. One of the two. That's what I thought. Uh, Zoke was. <laughs> was going with there after that uh, pregnant pause. Uh, Zoke, great to talk to you. You're the best. And uh, we'll uh, catch you next week in a little primer for this uh, preseason game. It'll be a lot of fun. So we'll talk to you then, my friend. Look forward to it. Yep, look forward to it. Thank thank you, Patrick. All right, there he goes, the great Jim Zoki with us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Always love talking to Jim. Uh, We'll be talking with him throughout the uh, season. And uh, Panthers open it up in the uh, preseason uh, next weekend. So uh, a lot to uh, discuss with that. All right. Uh, one, one other thing I meant to mention today to you uh, out there, folks, is uh, we uh, when I said we were getting all of our football uh, stuff together and uh, rounding all that out and finalizing all that, we're going to be doing our uh, preseason show that we do every year from Media Day on the 19th of uh, August. So that'll be uh, Saturday, be a couple weeks from this Saturday, in fact. Uh, we always talk to the players, the coaches while we're there. It's a big event, so we'll be there at that uh, particular occasion and uh, look forward to to that on uh, on Saturday. Uh, it's from 1.30 to 2.30. My guess is we would go on at, 
probably 1 o'clock and uh, take it up to as far as 3 o'clock that day as possible, sort of a, a test run of our Pirate Game Day countdown, uh, if you will. All right, uh, we're going to grab a break, and when we come back, uh, Greenville's got a huge event coming. It's the Softball Little League World Series. The opening ceremonies are on Saturday. Games begin on Sunday. It'll last through the 13th. He played at Stalling Stadium at uh, Elm Street Park. And uh, we will hear about some of those details from uh, Greenville Visitor, uh, the Convention of Visitors Bureau, uh, in just a little bit here. Some audio from earlier today, Andrew Schmidt, Talk of the Town. So uh, that is uh, coming your way, and we'll bring it to you next. Taking the rage out of your drive home. You just cut me off. But it's no big deal. Patrick Johnson on 94.3 The Game and the new IBX Media app. All right, uh, welcome back. Uh, Andrew Schmidt earlier today was on Talk of the Town, President and CEO of the Greenville Pitt County Convention and Visitors Bureau. And uh, he was on to talk with the, uh, the great big hen, Henry Hinton. And uh, we talked about uh, different things uh, this morning on that uh, interview. Of course, the Softball Little League World Series is coming to Greenville. They'll have their opening ceremony this weekend on Saturday, uh, and uh, they will begin play, including the uh, team, the Southeast Regional Champ team from Greenville uh, participating. We're going to uh, try to talk to the coach. Uh, there I know on Talk of the Town Friday, uh, we're going to work on that this evening to get that done, and we'll bring you that audio uh, here on the show hopefully uh, Friday in some form. Uh, but right now here is uh, Andrew Schmidt. Uh, we got uh, some of the cuts from that this morning. And uh, teams from around the world are starting to arrive, he says, in Greenville. Thursday, we do have our international teams coming in from Puerto Rico, Philippines, Italy, and Canada. All right. Uh, Puerto Rico, Philippines, Italy, and Canada. How about that? Uh, Who pays for all of the upgrades to the stadium? Of course, they... uh, Pull the infield grass up, and then they lay out the uh, the dirt for the softball field. And then once uh, the event's over, they have the uh, grass back out there to get ready for uh, the upcoming season the next year in Little League. So that question was asked uh, by Henry Hinton on his stream of consciousness interview. And here is Andrew Schmidt's answer to that. It's a partnership between a lot of different groups. Um, certainly, the league's been a great partner in some of the upgrades for uh, for the stadium. So there's definitely an investment being made, and you're right, it looks great on TV. Um, I personally love the fact that every pitch you see Greenville, North Carolina. It's it's so much fun because I'll get I'll start getting texts every you know when the games get on ESPN. Hey, I see you guys on ESPN. You look great. <laughs> this is awesome. The stadium looks great. So it's a unique atmosphere. And the thing that I love to do is talk to the people that are coming in from all over the country, Canada and, and the uh, other international destinations, and just say, what do you think about this? And really, the, there's it's jaw-dropping. I mean, they're just like, we've never seen a facility like this for, for girls' softball. Yeah, I mean, Elm Street Park is the Yankee Stadium of, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's the diamond of, uh, stadiums, local stadiums. And, uh, that, uh, I mean, it was a heck, heck of a venue. Uh, Andrew Schmidt asked this morning, do the teams enjoy being here? I hope. 
They they have a great time. So you know, it, it, people don't realize the play starts from August sixth. It goes from August sixth to the thirteenth. But there's a lot of things that start well before they even start playing. So we'll start with uh, with Thursday. You know, we've got a players party that our organization, the, the CVB, puts on, um, and we'll take them at the Sawyer's Fun Park, and there'll be a, an evening where they can just all hang out together. We've got some pick, uh, community college softball players going to come out and talk oh, to them. Cool. Um, they'll have dinner out there. Um, there's a Girls with Game event on Friday. We've got an opening ceremony as a celebration on Saturday. So there's three really big things for the girls before they even step on the field on, on Sunday. And uh, the uh, teams will be here uh, for multiple days. Andrew Schmidt talking about that. They are. They're here for, you know, and, and their families. And their families. For business, Absolutely. Right? It's a great economic <laughs> impact. We love it. It's great for, uh, you know, the exposure of our community. There's so many great things about having this tournament here, this series here. So, And then uh, the economic impact. Uh, cut five here. And then we might dart around a little bit, Clark, uh, to get all this in. Uh, before we need to take a break. But uh, the economic impact, cut five uh, on the vast soundbite roster today. So the, we always use the word estimated, um, but the estimated impact is about $1.2 million into local economy. How does that compare to, let's say, uh, an ECU-NC State football game like we had last year? <laughs> that's that's uh, a little bit less. I mean, I think you're looking at more around the $5 million range uh, for an ecu uh, NC State football game with yeah. that kind of level of because you got you got fifty thousand people here correct yes on you one do. day and so you know you have twelve teams here and they're here for multiple days which certainly right, increases right. the economic impact but you also have you know ESPN you have these supporting sponsors that come in to activate the uh, the uh, stadium like the sporting goods all right um, let's see here Clark we're gonna skip around a little bit here uh, this is uh, coming up on. Uh, the end of the original five-year agreement, of course, it was uh, expanded out a year due to COVID. This might be the last one we get to today here. Uh, but Clark cut eight, and uh, Henry asked Andrew Smith what the future is and what happens after uh, year five because Greenville would like to have this event uh, annually, kind of like Williamsport, Pennsylvania does, the Little League World Series. Hit it. Yeah, I don't think there's any formal discussions uh, taking place where, you know, I would personally, obviously, from, from a destination viewpoint, love to have this. Year after year, this would be the home of the Little League Softball World Series. That is something that we could just be so proud of and market. Um, I would imagine after this year, you know, you're starting to run on year four and five, there'll be some discussions, but I'm sure that's between, you know, the city and Little League. And, and right. But we certainly would support that for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, and uh, just see if there's anything here that we maybe need to get to. Number 10, Clark, the opening ceremonies on Saturday. Let's Let's hit that before we go to break. And then Saturday uh, is the opening ceremonies of celebration, and that's something that we do with our partners as well. And that's something that the public's invited to, Henry. So we would love anybody listening and watching um, from 6 to 8 at the Town Common on Saturday evening, we'll have an opening ceremonies of celebration where the girls, all the teams will be introduced. Um, they, it's fun. They have their own walk-up songs. We do a fun <laughs> fact about them. Um, we have some dignitaries speak, uh, obviously, from Little League. Uh, the mayor and the city manager are going to throw out the first pitch. Uh, and so that's about a 30 to 45 minute ceremony. But after that, we have a lot of games and activities for the athletes themselves, but also the public as well. All right. And it is, uh, free and, uh, certainly hope and, uh, know that there will be a lot in attendance when, uh, Greenville is playing in this event. All right. We're going to break. We're going to come back and we will wrap up the show for this, uh, Tuesday, the first day of August, right after this. 
on the Patrick Johnson Show. All right, uh, welcome back, and uh, we got a couple minutes here before we uh, wrap things up on this uh, Tuesday. Good show today. Thanks to Jim Zoki for being with us. Zoke uh, did that interview on his I, uh, Apple Watch. He said he found his iPhone in his garage. So I guess Zoke might be reaching the point of, of, or an age where he, he might be losing it a little. I don't want to say that, but he could be. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, but Zoke will be with us uh, next week. Uh, Brian Moldemar will talk golf. We'll have comments from Mike Houston. The first practice for uh, ECU tomorrow morning. Our guys will be there. Uh, the ref, Philip Pilkington, along with the one and only Clark Willis. You and uh, those guys will – I am. And uh, you guys will be there. You'll be getting uh, our social media uh, coverage. You'll be uh, getting audio that we'll have for the show here. And uh, that will be what we're doing uh, on uh, tomorrow. A full-fledged pirate report, the first of the sports season. And uh, we're excited uh, about that. I guess uh, we are also coming up later this month – on the fifth anniversary of the show. How about that? What is the fifth anniversary? What do you get for the fifth anniversary? Like, you know, there's the diamond anniversary. You get that well. Uh, my, wife, my wife will find out, too, here in a few weeks because it'll be our fifth anniversary. All right. Uh, big thanks to Jim Zoki today. <laughs> thanks to Clark. You'll get nothing in like it. Uh, and uh, we'll be back in the morning on Talk of the Town. That'll be a lot of fun. Tomorrow on the TOT, Talk 103.7 and 96.3, and then back here on the Patrick Johnson Show tomorrow at 5. We also will have uh, that for you on the IBX Media app. Have a great evening, everybody.